Hey folks, Jim Thomas here, fitness management and consulting, and I appreciate you being here at the channel today. And for those of you that are not yet done so, you know, please hit that subscribe button. And if you find the information that I provide beneficial to you, you know, please hit that like button as well. Now, our topic for you today, it's an introduction to gym business success an introduction to gym business success. I want to talk to you about some of the things that are going to be crucial toward you having success in this industry, whether you're just starting out or if you're, you've been in business for a while and maybe you've gotten off track and you need to kind of recenter things just a little bit. So number one, you know, let's be passionate about what we're doing. You know, it's been said a lot of times, you know, okay, if you want to have success at something, you know, do something that you love. And, and hopefully this is something that you love. You want to be passionate about it. You want to be focused on it. And as, as I do in many things, you know, go back and look at what is your powerful why. What is your powerful why uh, and the reason that you're doing this? And, and really zero in on that. Know what it is. You know, know what your passion is. Know what your belief is. Know why you want this. And sometimes, you know, you may have to revisit this. You know, uh, like every morning when you get up, you know, maybe write that down. Every evening, you know, before you go to bed, write that down. Whenever you experience disappointment, write that down. You know, because sometimes, you know, we can lose sight of that. But don't ever forget why you first got into this. Don't ever forget, you know, why this is so important to you. So let's be passionate about what we're doing. Number two is we want to surround ourselves with people that are going to challenge us. We want to surround ourselves with people that are going to challenge us. In other words, you know, don't surround yourself with people that are simply going to agree with you all the time. Don't surround yourself with yes men. Okay, you want people that are going to challenge you. They're going to look at things a little bit differently. You know, whether it's you know folks like me that might be consultants, whether it's uh, you know bankers, whether it's uh, you know family members, whether it's friends constantly you know have yourself challenged on what you're doing this will take you to a whole new level you do not want to surround yourself with folks that are simply going to agree what's the other side of this okay and you might even just do it to yourself a little bit hey when you're looking at something hey you know here's how I look at this hey what's another way to look at this what how would somebody else you know, might look at this because in most cases there's more than one way you know to get this done so be careful who you surround yourself with surround yourself with folks that are going to challenge you all right number three appreciate your people you know one of the big mistakes that i see uh too often is there's a tendency to look at our people, to look at our staff. They're like an expense on a P&L statement, okay? You know, look at your people as your single most valuable asset. Look at your people as your brand because they truly are. But then also appreciate them. Tell them thank you. Let them know how much you appreciate them. You know, ask their opinion. Ask what they think. Okay? You know, this will take you to a whole new level. And it's one of the things that sometimes we forget. Uh, number four, you know, always consider your customer's point of view. You know, I tell folks this all the time, you know, when we get, you know, we get complaints or we get criticism or whatever it might be, consider this. Could the customer be right? You know, could that person be correct 
in what they're saying. But always consider your customer's point of view. And I know that the folks that I've worked with that really do a great job of this, um, you know, the sense of community that they develop within their facility, the ability to really kind of, in a, in a manner of speaking, really kind of control, you know, kind of retention issues, it makes a big difference. And this is not always the easiest thing in the world. I know for a lot of folks to do, because it's like, hey, here's how I want to do it. Here's how we're going to do it. But, you know, take the time to consider where your customer is coming from. You know, we, we talk about this in sales all the time when we're kind of looking at our prospects is, you know, kind of sit down and write out, hey, what's a day in the life of your prospect look like? Okay. It'll really help you kind of understand maybe sometimes where they're coming from, you know, in that sales process, but consider your customer's point of view. And, you know, the big thing I would say here on this is always take responsibility you know, if your customer is not happy, they have a complaint, they have a criticism, Mary, I understand. I take full responsibility for that. Let's see how we can get this figured out. Okay. Um, number five, um, be a value to your suppliers. Be a value to your vendors. You know, provide value to the folks that you're working with. Okay. You know, you, you want to expand your reach as, as much as possible and, you know, in the form of networking and things of this nature, but be a value to your supplier, the folks that you're working with that are, are vendors that you deal with on a regular basis, provide value to them. You know, maybe the best value you can do is, you know, pay them on time. If you can't pay them on time, be sure you communicate with them. Let them know that you intend to pay them on time. Let them know, hey, here's what your strategy is, okay? Don't just ignore it, but be a real value to your suppliers. Communicate with them. This can be a great source uh, for future vendors and future suppliers as well for you. Uh, number six, be appreciative of your competitors. Okay. Be appreciative of your competition. You know, number one, they're going to keep you on your toes, right? They're going to, they're going to force you to, to really understand what they're not bringing to the marketplace so you can do it. You know, they're going to help you with that differentiation. But one of the other things too, that, you know, so-called competition, and you know, we hope we're providing enough differentiation that that doesn't happen. But you know, for that, that so-called competition, you know, one of the great things that they, they provide is they really help to educate a marketplace. Okay. You know, they're out there promoting and marketing and the benefits of fitness and the benefit of their facility. This really does help educate a marketplace. You get a more informed consumer, you know, when they come in and if we've done a good job of differentiation, you know, this is going to be a nice advantage to you, but be appreciative of your competition, you know, learn from them, learn what to do, learn what not to do and learn what you can bring to the market that they're not bringing. Uh, number seven, have an exit strategy. You know, what's your ultimate exit strategy on this project? Are you eventually going to, you know, franchise this? Is this a project that's going to be sold? Are you going to merger? You're going to sell it off to managers? What's the strategy here? Because a lot of times in terms of how you grow this and how you develop this will tie into some of that, but at least have some thoughts on how you want this thing to look. And even to that point, even preparing in advance, which we should do anyway, but, you know, making sure our books are clean, all of our life licensing agreements, all everything that we need, it's all in order, it's all in place, it's easily accessible. So, you know, when the time comes that you're ready to sell, that it's easy to do in that sense, um, you know, one of the things that I tell folks all the time is that we're e we should either be expanding or we're selling. 
those are really your two options because if you don't do that, you have a tendency to become stagnant sometimes. So we're either looking to expand or we're looking to sell. So you'll have that idea of an exit strategy in place of how you'd want this to potentially look. Um, number eight, build a strong support system. Build a strong support system. You know, you want to surround yourself with a strong support system. And, you know, we talk all the time uh, when we're preparing business plans and plan of actions and things like this is, you know, how do we take our business to the next level? You know, we're going to change our think, we're going to raise this action plan, but also what's going to have to change. And so often what has to change Sometimes it is that support system. Make sure it truly is a support system. You don't want to be associating yourself with folks that are negative, folks that are naysayers, folks that continually identify what's wrong. You want folks that believe in you, believe in what you're doing, folks that are high achievers. I mean, one of the things that I would suggest on the support system is certainly, you know, again, your consultants, your attorneys, your accountants, they, sh they should be good support systems. We hope your family is. If they're not, you'll have to back up from that a little bit. But also consider, you know, some networking, uh, some networking events. You know, check out sites like Meetup, meetup.com. And for you know local networking events in your area, and look for entrepreneurial groups. You know folks that are starting business, folks that are investing, these folks that are high achievers that you know you can associate with folks that can give you that kind of support that you're going to want. Uh, number six, pick yourself up when you fall down, and you will. Okay, but you know pick yourself up when you fall down. So here's the first thing here. Okay, choose to be accountable. Hey, if it works great, it's because of you. If it doesn't work so great, well, that's also because of you. You know, one of the first things I think to, to success on some of this and, and one of these great introductory kind of rules to the gym business is choose to be responsible. No matter what happens, accept responsibility. Okay, our attrition is not very good. Our construction was delayed. You know, we're having staff turnover. Our closing percentage is down. I accept full responsibility. We lost money this month. I accept full responsibility. Okay, don't start blaming others because when you do, you're putting your success in somebody else's hands. So accept responsibility and now let's prepare an action plan to get it fixed. Okay, but pick yourself up when you fall down and you will. The best thing you can do, accept responsibility. Mary, I accept full responsibility. And then number 10, whenever possible, you know, pay this forward. Okay, whenever possible, pay this forward. Can you help out somebody else? Okay, I know for me, uh, when I was first building clubs and trying to figure this out, I, I would seek out uh, gym owners across the country, you know, that I heard were having success at certain things. I would seek them out. And I'd ask them questions about, well, how are you getting those referrals? You know, how have you handled staff training? You know, how have you handled retention? How have you done this? You know, uh, you know, we had a big, in my case, we had a big phone room that we used that worked great. And, and I learned that from a lot of other folks. You know, how are you doing this? How are you making this work? How are you keeping those costs in line? I mean, I would talk to as many people as I could. And many of those folks said, Jim, if you want to fly on out, hey, work with us for a week. We'll be happy to show it to you. So be willing to help other people, be willing to give back to your local community. And, and I would say this, in your, in your local communities, you know, be someone who's out there up front and be willing to give back. 
okay? You know, host, you know, charitable events. You know, you might even consider, you know, setting up a nonprofit uh, that can uh, that can help uh, underprivileged, you know, kids or families in your area and that can give back to the local community in times of need. But whenever possible, okay, sometimes it's, it's tough to do at times, but when it's possible, you know, consider, you know, looking to give back to your local community. So there's 10 tips, 10 ideas that can give you an introduction to gym business success. These are some of the, the pillars of success if you're going to have long-term success in the fitness industry. So take a look at it where you're at. And if you're just starting out, I, I would certainly write these on an index card and follow these every day. If you've been doing this for a while, you know, kind of make it a checklist compared to where you're at right now and where you might want to be. So folks, my name is Jim Thomas. My company's fitness management and consulting. If you find the information beneficial, you know, please hit the subscribe button, hit that like button, and we'll talk to you all on that next video.